I can't even imagine spending $500 on vacation, let alone how much? $30,000? $32,000. Jeez. So, so the story, the Dateline story is that a couple uh, had a family vacation planned and I didn't read, uh, you know, how many people that, uh, you know, what, what was the quantification of family, but they decided because of the coronavirus that they weren't going to do the cruise that they had planned for the family. And they just canceled with, I think it was Norwegian. And <laughs> they're angry because Norwegian has refused to refund the $32,000 from the family Jeez. vacation. Uh, well, so I would, I would say, I mean, that's a pretty clear cut case in my mind that they canceled, Norwegian canceled, and technically it could be considered an act of God, which any good contract has an act of God clause in it. Well, no, 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 said, Norwegian, hold on, hold on. Maybe I said it wrong. Norwegian didn't cancel. The people did. Oh, yeah. That changes things. <laughs> that changes things big time. Exactly. Wow. And they okay, but then then I look at it goes these these fa this family if they didn't do it in time they have some balls to ask for it back. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't understand all of that. And as to your five hundred dollar number, I mean, maybe we're talking about sixty people. That are it going could be absolutely, and know. they probably all pay. I just when I hear that number and I hear it, it's someone's fighting for it back. I'm thinking that one person stroked the check, and I can't even imagine that. Yeah, without without any other details. But wow, what a way to wake up in the morning! Jeez, John. <laughs> You're welcome. For those of, for those of you who who know me and know me well, John wanted to do this episode Monday morning early before work. So we are up at the ass crack of dawn, and yes, I said it that way. <laughs> So we can record for you folks out there. And let's and be I clear that Dawn, Dawn is not a person. Let, let's just be clear about that. Or at least she doesn't listen. I already know that. Um, <laughs> I tried to get her so in for an interview coffee. and she wouldn't come. In. What now? Yeah, she always wears those low-slung pants. Ask back of Dawn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something like that. No, actually, Dawn, Dawn I, I do have a Dawn in my family, and she was just here in Nashville. We weren't able to uh, to hook up. It's my my nephew's wife, uh, and uh, who happens to be a divorce attorney. So, oh, wow, yeah, in in Minnesota. Okay, um, yeah, lots of opportunity there. Um, a lot of opportunity there, especially this time of year. <laughs> okay, so I have, I got to interject here. You said that. Uh, Dawn was in town, but you weren't able to hook up. Isn't hookup still like a sexual thing? Not in my mind. I'm 41 years old. I'm, I've passed that. That I left in my 20s. Okay, maybe okay, a little yeah. bit in my 30s. But no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we didn't get a chance to hook up. That's right. That's right. Like link up. Is link up better, John? Link maybe it's different here in the South. Maybe it is different in the South. I'm not be. in the South, but you're not. I've been there. Yeah. I'm in the south about to go north. <laughs> yes. And I'm in the north about to go south. We should go meet figure. in the middle. We should. Why didn't you come up with that idea? Um, I just did now. Oh. You know what we should do, John? No. We should we should start a podcast. Shut up. Have That's you ever stupid. wanted have you ever wanted to start a podcast? <laughs> no. But you know, I was dream last night, weird dreams. I was dreaming about podcasting last night. Were you? 
<laughs> well, in that dream, were you dreaming about using uh, this uh, system called Buzzsprout? I, yes, let's say, yeah, I sure was. You, yeah, that's great because that's what I think about all the time. And that's how we actually are able to produce our own podcast. Uh, and uh, we use the Buzz the Buzzsprout system. See, it's too early in the morning. I can't get the words out. Um, and it, it allowed us to start with some gear that we already had and a quiet space. It doesn't really sound like we always have a quiet space to record in, but we try. Um, well, right now, Buzzsprout is offering our listeners a $20 Amazon gift card if they sign up for a paid plan and they, and you help support the show. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that pretty cool? That is cool. I did not realize that they were doing that. But there you don't. Affiliates. Uh, they are affiliates. Yeah. Yep. Love that. Yeah. They're, they're, we really do enjoy the system. It, it, it allows us to send our podcast feed out to multiple different places. This is how we get on iTunes. Not iTunes anymore. I'm sorry, Apple. Apple Podcasts. This is mm -hmm. how we get on Google Podcasts. And it sends all of the information out, including all of our show notes, which is where you can find the link to Buzzsprout. So check it out, folks. Nice ad. That was just, that was an incidental drop in. That was very nicely done. Thank you. It's, I try. You should go pro. I should go pro. Well, yeah. I mean, we are getting paid now. Well, we made, we, we've made like $8. Shut now up. we are professional. Yep. What, wait a second. Wait a second. Where's my four? It's still sitting in the account because they won't release it until <laughs> okay. you get over 50. <laughs> I'm <laughs> over fifty dollars or over fifty years old. <laughs> I'm the only one of us who's over fifty years old, so bring it. Uh, there you go. There you go. We should have hooked up the other bank account. They're like, oh, this guy's gonna kick it any day. <laughs> so we better release the funds. Yeah, I'm, I'm it was eight dollars. With eight dollars, we're going to. Uh, I'm just thinking about the, uh, the, you know, the royalty money that will come in. And all right. Uh, for the $8, I'm going to upgrade my microphone. Woo! <laughs> don't don't go too high, though. No. I wouldn't do that. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I um, So, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did not. Okay. And that's uh, you know, right. it, I, I'm, I'm imagining people right now pulling their Whoa. earbuds out of their ear going, I'm never listening to Potty Mouths ever again because oh, no, Nick no. didn't watch. The, that's how it feels in, in our society. If and, and there was a reason that we wanted to get up this early and talk about it, folks, because we knew the Super Bowl was coming. I knew I wasn't going to watch. I knew John was going to watch. Yep. Um, and and <clears throat> I just kind of wanted to talk about that because my wife feels the same way. When she was at work the other day, everyone was asking her, are you going to watch the game? Who are you picking to win? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't care. I really <laughs> honestly don't care. And I'm kind of the same way. Unless it were a team. Well, you're not or it was a team, unless it was a team that I had some close association to, like if, if the Titans were in the Super Bowl, hell yeah, I'd watch the Super Bowl. Or sure. it, even if the Vikings or even Green Bay, if they're in the Super Bowl, I'm going to watch because I had some sort of association to them. But these sure. are teams I don't really care about. I don't watch football normally. I love football. Don't get me wrong. I played it when I was in school. I just don't get into it like other people do. Sure. Understood. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think – you know what it, it's become because of the commercials is sign up kind of a uh, uh, a method of you know having interaction. It's it's very much a talked about event, 
as opposed to just a football game. In fact, it's way become way more than a football game. I agree. You've got Puppy Bowl, which is always fun. And then there's also the commercials, like you said. But here's the thing. I, there, there was a time in my life where I would watch the Super Bowl just so I could watch the commercials. Sure. But now there's this thing out there. I don't know if you've heard of it. it I think it's called you, you, YouTube. YouTube, Tuber. I think. I think Tuber. 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 Oh, uh, vid you, you vid, or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have this. They, they usually release the commercials. They actually release some of them before the game. But usually they have a, a bunch of posts with the commercials. So that's where I spend my time. And now I don't have to have a wait for the football game to uh, to play through to get to them. I can just watch them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And it is, it, well, no, you're right. And it is interesting. And I think that probably prevents uh, a lot of people from watching the game seriously. We typically, when we watch football, um, you know, there are times when I'll pause it and, you know, whether it's go to the restroom or, or refill a drink or, or whatever, um, and then come back. It's tougher during the Super Bowl because normally when I fast forward through commercials, I don't. So I'm fast forwarding through plays on the field. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, you don't want to do that, right? In order to see the commercials. So it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting, but actually a very good game, even though I see now that, uh, that some San, or some San Francisco fans are complaining about bad calls, which uh, being a Packers fan, I, I guess I can appreciate that because we <laughs> get, some, get some calls against us several times through we, as if I play for the Packers. Right, been, uh, on the receiving end of some bad calls, but uh, um, anyway, I, I thought it was a pretty well officiated game, and uh, um, the interference they called on uh, uh, George Kittle, the and he's kind of a cocky tight end guy, and there are certainly several of them in the league, but um, uh, he, he obviously extended his arm and pushed off. And so they called offensive pass interference. In my opinion, it was obvious. And if you're a San Francisco fan, you may have seen it differently. But anyway, I thought it was a good game and, and well called. And uh, congratulations to the Kansas City, Missouri Chiefs. <laughs> it's the only team in Missouri left. Um, <laughs> because the. It's amazing to me that. Even football now it has the same effect on people as politics. One little thing goes wrong, and they lose, and they complain forever. <laughs> We're going to be hearing about it until the next Super Bowl, I'm sure. Yes, I mean there will. I think there were some things that weren't blatant, uh, but there were some things, and and depending upon which side of the aisle <laughs> you're yeah. on, whether it's KC or SF, you're going to. Uh, you're going to look at it a little bit differently. Well, imagine being in the shoes of the the um, the officials. They're on the field, and yeah, they have great technology. They have cameras everywhere, especially during the Super Bowl. But can you imagine how long that game would be if they stopped and questioned every single play and went back to see the footage? The game would be six hours long. They For can't sure. do that. They can't see everything on the field. I mean, you look at those guys running up and down the field. They're half the size of the football players. You imagine how hard it is for them to actually see everything, and they're these guys are professionals. These are really good referees. Yeah, that's true. And and you have to give props even when they do make a an error. It, it's just it's got to be tough to do. 
and, and you know, replay is weird because it's while it's exacting, it does not it does not reflect what real time is like. And right. when you see it real time, it can be a totally different thing than what you see on replay. Yeah, and these guys are big, massive, fast, powerful people. They sure are. It's it's incredible. It, I, the the only other sport that I think not I, I shouldn't really say that because I I'm not. I've never watched a lacrosse game, so I don't know. But hockey, hockey is so much faster in the things that happen. I'm I'm just always in awe of the officials at, during a hockey game because of what they can and can't see. It's moving so quickly. But football, I mean, you, I just I couldn't even imagine. Do you remember in the NHL? <clears throat> and I'm not sure if it started in the NHL or in or in uh, college, but they used to do on TV. Uh, was it a blue circle around the puck? Yes. Oh, I remember that very well. With the blue line once yeah. in a while. It was they, weird. They, st- they still do that sometimes. Um, really? It's rare. The technology is a lot better. It's a lot. But, you know, it's – I don't know if it's just because I played hockey. It's not that hard for me to follow the puck. I can yeah. imagine if you're not used to it, though, having difficulty. But Sure. It still. May be, yeah, yeah. When you're trying to attract new fans or whatever, I, I suppose that might be a complaint. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I always thought it was interesting when they would highlight the puck. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of, kind of fun. It was like a little video game, except you can't Wait control it. Yeah, this is like a kid's game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That's a good good pickup. Okay, so the real news, though, is that uh, Demi Lovato sang the national anthem. I saw – so, okay, that is big news, and, and I saw that while we were walking into dinner. I do have to say there was one advantage and one thing we were actually counting on. We sat all day on yesterday on Sunday waiting for a good time to go out and go shopping because there was some shopping we needed to do. So we waited oh, until yeah. a little bit after three to to leave the house. And it was yeah. fantastic because everyone was getting ready to watch the football game. So there was no one in the store. We went to a restaurant. We were one of maybe five people in the restaurant. They did have the game on. So I could I saw Demi Lovato singing the uh, national anthem, but the the volume wasn't on. So I could I watched the score and, and we left, you know, partway through the the second quarter. Um mm-hmm. so uh yeah, that was uh, it. Was a fantastic day out. I was going to say, attention. if you're going to go shopping, that is the perfect time. Yes, <laughs> nobody was out. I bet. Yep. Yeah, we were we were planning on doing it on Saturday. Like, why are we going to do it on Saturday? Let's wait until yeah. tomorrow when the when the game's on. <laughs> yes, and we were right. So she go was... on, Demi Lovato. How was she? Well, she was good, and I we we talked a little bit about it. And I'm sorry, I have the early morning frog in my throat. Yeah, me um, too. We talked about it that uh, uh, they're all pre-recorded now, and and Lisa had read that someplace that that everything, especially pre-game, and I, I don't know about halftime, but pre-game and all of that, it's always pre-recorded now. Hmm. And I didn't realize that. I guess she did a great job lip syncing, if that is accurate. But, uh, you know, they've gotten crap over the years when people have, you know, done lip syncing to their own vocals. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. That's uh, uh, I thought she did well in the and forgive me, I don't know the lady's name who sang the uh, God Bless America, but that was wonderful, too. And they had a kid's choir uh, behind her. 
Um, but you know the the music that's accompanying it. I'm not sure where that came from. So I, I think it's they probably were indeed uh, pre-recorded. But uh, but it was good. I thought the music was very nice before before the game. Interesting. How was the halftime show? That I didn't watch. Now Lisa okay. did, and I just I, you know I, I guess I I did watch part of it after the fact and. Uh, and it was okay. I mean, I think they're very talented singers and dancers, and uh, Shakira is uh, uh, amazingly talented. Uh, Shakira, they, well, who, who looks like she's still twenty years old, uh, she has this um, tiny waist that is—it's uh, ridiculous. And let's face it, hips don't lie. Thank you. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. They've. You've got to look up. They they have pictures side by side pictures of her when she was twenty years old and her now, and she has not changed. I, I swear she's a robot of some sort. <laughs> if only she would share that robot secret serum. Exactly, that would be <laughs> wonderful. I don't know. Have you ever noticed that? How that say that again? People say that about us that we have. I know we look really good. Well, it's because we're we're podcast stars. Um, <laughs> but seriously have you ever noticed and i don't know how they do it and but really rich people or um people that are actors i don't know if it's just genetic and you you have to have these genes to be able to to do that for a living to be a celebrity but they all rarely age it's incredible we were talking about that because i saw a picture of the the queen now she you can tell has, has aged quite a bit but She's still 93 years old and still working every day and doesn't really look – she does not look did, 93. I hope you did air quotes when you said working. <laughs> well, no, I'm what trying to keep warm. Mean? My office – this early in the morning, my office is freezing. Okay. No, I meant about the queen. I know. I'm telling you my hands – I would have. I was doing air quotes oh, in my oh, head. Now I guess. Okay. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> It's too early. (laughs) See, this is why we don't record this early in the morning, John. (laughs) I can't form air quotes because my office is too cold. Huh? Now I got (laughs) But But anyway, you you look at... um, Prince William looks old compared to the Queen, and the Queen is 93 years old. Well, yeah, but I think it's different for, for dudes in that... Guys typically, and and women say it makes them more attractive, which I think is a load of crap. But, uh, you know, men age differently than women. And they have, you know, they age gracefully. Where women, it's, you know, it's much tougher to stay young looking. And and there's probably some truth to that. And it also probably explains why uh, women have work done probably more often than men do. Although we know of all the bad work that's been done on certain men right right and you look at it and go oh my god what were you thinking yeah i i can think of a few but even so uh, getting back to even if you talk about those americans the celebrities the the very wealthy people i went back on youtube and watched um there was a show that uh, they were it was a live show and they remade some television shows from the 70s and it, I think it was, I want to say it was Jimmy Kimmel who was hosting. I could be wrong, though. Um, but Norman Lear, do you know who Norman Lear is? Yes, of course. 
well, Norman Lear was on the show. He was one of the the guest hosts because he obviously had things to do with these two shows that they played um, or that they did. Norman Lear is like 97 years old. And he wow. looked, I swear, he looked like he was in his 70s. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I'd look it up. I mean, it's it's pretty, I I just don't understand it. I'm And I'm 41 years old and I look like I'm 60. <laughs> you do not. Well, thank you for saying that, but I don't you believe you. day over 50. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but seriously, I just want to know what they do. I don't, again, is it genes? Is it... Uh, it, do they get something pumped into the air in wherever they live in their houses? You know, do they sleep in coffins? What? Why are that? Why all rich people look like they're still? Well, you can buy stuff. You know that, or you can well, hire yeah. a personal trainer, or you can. But does it actually really work? Well, apparently, because you're talking about the outcome being that they look delightful. Well, they do, but I still I think it's magic. Do you? Look yeah, at it's, it's evil. It's evil magic. How much? How much work do you suppose Cher has had done? Uh, I think Cher's a robot now. I think Cher's had all of the work done. All of it. I don't yes. think there's enough plastic left in the United States there for Cher to do anymore. There was a menu, and she just said, "Just give me the right side." Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> that. That sounds sounds accurate. Because she's got to be. <laughs> she's got to be seventy-five or eighty or seventy-five. I would say. I don't know. We have this little device in front of us. Let's say, how old is Cher? Cher is 73 years old. Ooh, you were very close. Uh, well, apparently that's some sort of a gift I have. Yeah. Yeah. There was someone else that came that I was watching a show on and they were talking about the age and I just didn't believe it. I was shocked. Um, I can't remember who it was though. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's but you can be easily shocked when you look at, uh, yeah, I don't know, but even like Michael Douglas looks looks good, and he's got to be in his seventies, and um, uh, you know, depending upon where you go age wise. But today, it just seems like, especially the younger actors, they're all workout people, and I'm yeah. sure eating right. And when you have consultants to help you eat, and you know, make sure you eat the right stuff, and get the right amount of sleep and yada, yada. It's just, uh, you know, you've got kind of a leg up on the competition. Uh, yeah, and without getting into, I, I don't, I wouldn't call it social injustice or anything like some people might, but, but uh, you know, cause I, I could probably afford a personal trainer, but it's not just the affording it. It's taking the time to do it. That's and the key right there. That, yeah. Earlier. Oh yeah. We have jobs and <laughs> yeah, we, we really, you can't say, okay, well, I'll be 10 in the morning, you know, let's go go to the gym together. Right. That doesn't really work into our schedules very often. Yeah. Well, we, uh, I, most, some of the people that are listening know that I had the opportunity to work closely with one of our clients and inside of their, their headquarters and their headquarters, they actually have a, a gym, a very nice gym. Yep. And it was fascinating to me. I thought when I when I first heard that, I thought it was what a fantastic idea. You actually have a gym in your workplace and a nice one. So people are encouraged to go work out and be yep. healthy. I think I know of one out of uh, several thousand people that worked in that building um, that actually used the gym and then maybe did it once a week. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> it, it, 
I, but it's a timing thing. It's, I don't think there's anyone there that didn't want it or didn't desire working out. Sure. They just didn't have time. Well, even though it was accessible to them, or you're unwilling to make time. I, or actually, yeah, that's probably a better way of saying. I it. worked in a dealership, Nick. That was, uh, I mean, a, re- a massive facility, and um, they had a gym on site, and it wasn't huge or anything. It, you know, they but they had some resistance machines, and they had some cardio stuff, and I think you know, a small rack of. Uh, Lamb, no, of legs. <laughs> that came later. That's why they had the gym there. Yes, exactly. But it, so I would go in the morning into work at six, and this was probably I probably did this for six months. Go at six in the morning, hit the gym. They had showers, so I'd shower afterward, and then be out in the service drive greeting customers by seven thirty. And it was it was just a, a you know you start doing it and it becomes kind of a habit and yeah and so there were some people that did work out on their own they just didn't use the gym and their thing was i and i understand that um their thing was why i'm spending most of my life at work already and if i could work out in the middle of the day it would be very handy but really the only time i have is before work or after work and why would i want to spend any more time at work so uh, having done some work at the Renaissance Center in uh, Detroit. Good old Rensen. It's, you know the Rensen. It's interesting to me how many people who work there every day would throw on tennis shoes. And there's something that's called a circulation ring, or actually a couple of them, that people would just walk around. And, and it's a walking path and probably, I'll guess, like a quarter mile long. And uh, and people would just throw on tennis shoes and walk this thing during lunch. So 10 times around or whatever. And so what I'm wondering is they come back to their desks, though. You smell like sweat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Are you spending the rest of the it's not like they went and showered someplace. Are you spending the rest of the afternoon sitting at your desk in a pool of sweat? Yeah. Yeah, that's especially during the summer. In the winter, I don't think you really necessarily have to worry about that. But I agree with you, and it's it's very strange. Well, and it's and, not- and how many people actually used it? That's so. I think the path is a great idea. I I loved getting out and walking a little bit uh, when I worked in in an office. But every office that I've ever worked at, I'd have windows and I'd look down on one of those paths that they have. Um, our client sure. is is another example. I'd I'd sit there in the window and watch. I never saw anyone walking on that path unless they were leaving work and they were using the path to walk to the car. Right. Right. <laughs> and maybe it's different with nicer weather, but again, um, it's, it's the road is paved with good intentions. True. <laughs> so, Very true. You know, it's, it's, but I, I appreciate the fact that people are willing to do that. And, and, uh, you know, you don't see very often even doing those things, you know, people with these rock hard abs and I'm going to walk. I mean, it's usually somebody who should be walking. Right, right. Yep. And so anyway, but and I would certainly count myself among them. That oh, me too. That's what. Well, especially with our jobs, because, again, we we travel so much. I don't think we've said that enough on our, our program that <laughs> when you travel, you tend to sit down most of the time. When you're on an airplane, you're sitting down. Yeah. When you're in a car, you're sitting down. So like today, when I leave here this morning, um, in probably an hour or so, 
I will be driving for three and a half hours. I'll get to oh my, my, my dealership. I'll stand up, walk from the car into the dealership, sit down, meet with them for three hours, then get back in the car, drive to my hotel, then get into the hotel, sit down and do more work until probably eight o'clock at night. And then what after that, it's a good time to go work out. But I will probably have dinner and sit on my my behind and watch movies the rest of the time. <laughs> so actually, no, I'll, I'll be publishing. I'll be working and I'll be actually editing this and putting it up tonight. Editing. Since since You're it is awesome. late, so I will be still sitting on my behind working. So two things. There is first of all, I love the fact that we're, you're going to be uh, publishing this close to the time when we do it, just because it doesn't always happen that way. Usually or often there's a, you know, one week or two week uh, uh, break, just because that's how our schedules roll out sometimes. Right, right. Um, so I like that part of it. The other part is this, I have a suggestion for you to kind of combat that. When you get to the dealership, ask them if they would jog in place with you while you're talking. <laughs> well, so I know you're joking, but I actually, there are some, this dealer is not one of them, but there are some dealers where I say, Hey, let's go walk the lot. And, and I'll just, if depending on what we have to go over, I might just walk the lot and we'll discuss what we need to discuss while we're doing it. I have done that before. I like that. And I, and here's what I'll say, having uh, been, you know, a GM at a dealership, I think we don't do that often enough. Sometimes no. managers do not take the time to do that, even though I would require my sales staff to do it because they needed to know the inventory and so on. Yep. But I think that's a smart move because it, it frees them up a little mentally to see what really is important. And that's what your customers see when they uh, come on the lot or in our case, often when they visit the website. Yeah, I always made people, and I did it myself. I, I said you you need to walk the lot twice a day. I don't care if you do it right away before you come in the morning. Walk the lot, and it was less to do with the inventory because you know you've got a, a couple hundred cars sitting out there. You're not going to memorize everything, but it had sure. to do with I just don't want you guys sitting the whole time and and being upset and getting sick because you go out and walk for a little while, you're going to be a much happier person and you're going to treat the customers better. Yeah. That's a good point. And you'd be surprised at what you do remember about the inventory, especially pre-owned. Oh, because yeah. Everything's different. But it's, it, that is, is kind of the cool part for me of, of you know, doing a hands-on hood. But it also does give you that insight into, as you said, less the inventory, but more the consumer experience when they come on the lot. Because yep. I've been to stores, and you have too, where we pull in and go, okay, A, there's no customer parking anyplace. Yep. And what on earth are, are they trying to do here? Because once you lose that, well, customers are going to come in, which is the ultimate conversion at a, at a dealership. When a customer physically enters the dealership, you need to make sure that we're giving them no reason to leave. Exactly. I'm pontificating, but that's, it's true. And it's true of any business that if you lose sight of what it's like to be a consumer in your business, you've lost everything. Yep. A hundred percent agree. Okay. So the other thing really yeah. important about the Super Bowl is that uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce did not stand during the national anthem. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually going to be big news. Oh, they're taking some heat. Oh, I bet they are. <laughs> Holy moly. On them. And, and look, and I know they're, I'm sure protesting, you know, police brutality or something that, you know, 
mirroring. I shouldn't say I'm sure. Of well, that. whoever their publicist publicist is is doing a piss poor job then, because normally that would come out. Something would come out beforehand or right afterwards if they were doing if they had planned it. Yeah, that's just that's I mean, just it, that's bad public publicity right there. Because now they're going to be taking heat for it instead of of getting out in front of it. Yeah, I'd fire that publicist. <laughs> you're lucky you have wow, such a good you're, publicist. You're grouchy in the morning. <laughs> I've only had one cup of coffee. You fired three publicists <laughs> by 7 a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would. I absolutely would. I I, I, why would, why would I let someone else do something that I could do much better? Well, see, that's the thing, though, and that's where part of what, in fact, a big part of what business is, is we should be training people to take our jobs. Yes. So we have to create folks who can do it as well, if not better than we can. And the only way to do that is to let them do it and make the mistakes and, and yep. so on. That, Agreed. That we made. And Agreed. that's tough. For it is very tough. A, uh, it's, it's real difficult to let that go, <laughs> you know. It is, absolutely. But I'm not quite type A. I call myself type A minus. Well, I would, <laughs> I would say B plus for you, but A B plus. That's fine. Okay, that's a change. I I've got to work on that because I, you know, I guess my standards are lowering a bit. If I'm back no, down to you a B get, plus, you get an A plus than being a B plus. Oh, well, thanks. I don't know. I don't know how to take that. That's well, just take it in the best possible way. Oh, sigh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, it's interesting that that stance going back to Beyonce and um, Jay-Z because of the day today. Today is the Iowa caucus. It is. And I just, it's, it, I, I think it's perfectly timed in that sense, but also probably poorly timed in that sense, because this is the time that uh, most artists, I'm going to say most artists lean left. Um and, and I'm sure most of them would say that. Uh, in fact, if you listen to Dax Shepard's podcast, he talks about it all the time, how, how he and most of his friends lean left. But that, you know, I, I think the Iowa caucus is happening right now and the left trying to, um, uh, or the Democrats trying to figure out who's going to be on the ticket, who's going to actually run during the general election. Uh, I, I, you would think that a lot of these moves by people that are on the left would benefit things that are happening say in iowa rather than be a detriment to and i don't know which way that would fall what they did but i would assume that there's going to be some fallout there as well because they do whether they like it or not people of um of status or people of popularity um or famous people for a lack of a better phrase do influence people's opinion on things like that whether for good or for bad yeah, I would agree with you. And, and I, I find it ironic, frankly, that Iowa is this caucus state because Iowa has no massive cities or anything like that. So it's not like they can reach a multitude of people just by being there. So the media is critical to getting the message out. But I find it ironic that it's Iowa because it's one of the lower uh, populated states and what some might refer to as a flyover state. Right. Um, 
Well, and maybe so that's why, you, because you've got Iowa, and then what's the other big one that's on the East Coast? Not is it New Hampshire? New Hampshire. And yeah. that's the same way. There's nothing big yeah. in New Hampshire. It's a tiny state, but it carries a lot of weight when it comes to the uh, the elections. Sure. Uh, the only difference is, to me, is positioning that that and New Hampshire is largely. Um, uh, I would say middle of the road and maybe even leading conservative. Uh, mm -hmm. If you look at their governments and things like that, um, they are uh, they're an, an enigma on the East Coast. <laughs> yes, it's not something that you are used to seeing on the coasts. So I also, yeah, you're right. I do find that interesting as well that those are the states that they uh, that they start with. And so I I, I don't know, and it, it's. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that I'm not going to um, be voting for Bernie. No offense to any of you who are big Bernie supporters. Um, because I, I think what's lacking on the left right now is a middle-of-the-road uh, uh, Democratic candidate. I, it just seems to me, and I could be wrong, and you're welcome to disagree with us and welcome to tell us your thoughts, um, and we always talk about that. Don't be afraid to do that. Let us know. Because honestly, I respect everybody's opinion because you have the right to your own opinion and to voice it. But I, I just think that if we do not have a sense of personal responsibility, we're doomed. When you look at the state right now of our indebtedness as a nation, that's scary. We could never get away with that as an individual consumer. But 20, what is it, $22 trillion now in debt? Mm -hmm. I'm giving Trump a pass on that. I think uh, anybody who continues moving in that direction, uh, that's scary. And that is not, uh, that will kill this country. Eventually, debt uh, and uh, a lack of personal responsibility, frankly, is what will be uh, the demise, I think, of the U.S. And I, I hope, I'm not hoping for that, and I'm not, uh, looking at that as an inevitable thing uh, in the short term, but it's it's you have to look at that statistical data, otherwise you're going to lose. So anybody like Bernie and and some of the others, uh, Elizabeth Warren, who are saying, "I'll give you this, I'll give you this, I'll give you this," it has to come from somebody. Right. And, and really the scary part, it seems like, for the Democrat Party. Well, I'm going to go in two directions with that. One. I'm going to go back to Dak Shepard's armchair expert. Last Thursday, he had a guest on uh, by the name of Jared Cohen. And Jared, Jared rather, is, um, he is a, an expert when it comes to presidential history. And they get into politics a little bit. And they talk about the centrist nature of politics in the past. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and, and this is something I actually, I'm going to be releasing a blog on our website about this at some point. But cool. um, one of the reasons you and I decided at the very beginning not to talk about politics or religion or anything uh, too in-depth on this podcast is basically because I don't want to be personally, I don't want to be, um, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't know what I don't want to be, but I don't want to be something. <laughs> but I, I, I will come out and admit that I'm very much a centrist. I'm, I don't really lean left or right. I'm, I'm right down the middle on a lot of things. And I'm not going to get into details about that, but I, I am. I think that's my opinion. Most people in the country, they very much are right in the middle of the road. Uh, you obviously have a lot of people who are far left, a lot of people who are far right, and that's fine. I agree with you in that sense. 
I, I listen to, to it all because I want to understand what people think and why, because my mind might be changed. Uh, I'm open to different people's opinions. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think a lot of our uh, electorate and a lot of the, the presidents in the past and other people we have elected have always been near center, whether they're liberal or conservative, they've always been very near center. I think with media the way it is now, with the availability of people to create content like we're doing right now and produce it and publish it, I think we our country has very much become divided based on extremes. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot with our all the nominees, whether it's the Republicans or the, the Democrats. We're seeing far left or far right competing for everyone's attention. And I think that, sure. in my opinion, I think that's dividing the country because, again, most yeah, of I, us are very know, central. I think I think that's very smart. And, and if I may put words in your mouth, I would say that uh, you don't want to be pigeonholed. And Correct. I, that's a good, I yes. Think, Thank you. Well, no, I, I mean, I know you and, and I, I don't blame you and I respect that, that, that you don't want to automatically assume that Nick is going to think a certain way because, you know, of, of his history. And I admire you that you will listen to other, other opinions. I, I will listen, but I, I won't, if it's, I'm pretty clear cut on what I will believe or, or uh, adapt. Um, and, and so not, and I guess I'm pigeonholing myself, but that doesn't mean that I won't listen to other people as long as they're respectful. And as long as it's not uh, detrimental to you know society in general so while there are differences obviously in in what we may believe it's i think it's as long as we can have the conversation as long as we can talk in a respectful manner the division isn't as large as what some would have us believe i agree but i i do think you keyed in on something very important right there have a respectful conversation I think we've lost that ability personally. I have, I see with, within social media a lot uh, the lack of respect when it comes to other people's opinions. And I'd like to believe it's starting to come back because there's so much commentary on that specific thing, but I still, I'm, I'm a little worried about it, honestly, uh, especially with my daughter growing up and now starting to get into her own uh, social media phase. Not that she has any accounts, but you know, she, she enjoys sitting over my shoulder or, or my wife's and, and seeing what people are saying about stuff. And, and it scares me a little bit. It really, yeah. really does just because of, of people's lack of decorum. Well, it seems that, and that's a really good point. I, I think that, I, I think Nick, and here's us being serious, which is unusual for very unusual. Um, but I, I think that if we, um, when you're in, in even especially the social media world, if you want to get attention, if you want the opportunity to go viral, you have to do something edgy. Yes. Otherwise, it, you know, something mainstream down the middle is not going to get attention. So if you and I came on here and we just lambasted somebody or something and, you know, threw down that they were, somebody's going to pick that up. And if it fits their narrative, they're going to, they're going to play that. They're going to publish that. And, yep. and that's, that's where people get noticed and it really is the one of the downfalls of social media in my estimation that um, the only way to become famous or wealthy or whatever in that medium is to be just 
raucous and outrageous. Otherwise, you'll never get noticed. That's exactly it. Just like the Potty Mouths podcast that you can find on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can leave comments and make and we will do raucous things or listen to your comments and and your opinions on things and maybe you'll be a little bit raucous so we get attention and we get rich but john how can they find links to our social media all they have to do is go to pottymouse.com p-o-d-d-i-m-o-u-t-h-s.com and on top of that there is a new a new link on our website to all of our affiliates yes it is done. It is up. Read a little bit more about our affiliates. You can click right through. All of the links up there will go directly to our page uh, for those affiliates. So if you decide to order anything, you've got Knock Around up there. We've got uh, Buzzsprout. We've got Share Sale. We've got um, Buffy. So, uh, you know, check it out and uh, help support the show. Yeah, that'd be great. And I did. I, I, I ordered some stuff and it's awesome. And uh, love our affiliates, so that's a, a great point. Okay, one last thought. Yes. How do you like your steaks? How do I like my steaks? Yes. Vegan? Shut up. You're not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I like my steaks medium rare, but next episode, I want to talk about the group or the person, the vegan, who is suing Burger King because of the Impossible Burger not being fully vegan. What? I'm going to leave that thought and we're going to call it a day. John, have ladies a fantastic week. Ladies and gentlemen, do not miss the next episode of Body right. because We're taking on the Impossible Burger and whatever they call it. Impossible yeah. Whopper. Impossible Whopper. That's right. So. Genius. Marketing genius. Marketing geniuses. All right. Anyway, <laughs> have a fantastic week, John. Have a fantastic week. Fantastic. Whoa. <laughs> I went north there, don't you know? Oh, geez. Yeah, I hear cry. I didn't, fella. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya.